Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Question says, isn't Bauer still suspended? No, he is not. His suspension has been served and uh, no more asking uh, whether or not he can pitch. He can pitch for the major league minimum for the first team that decides to go after Trevor Bauer for the major league minimum. Oh, he, no, he could, he could pitch for whatever contract he could find. You can sign him for the minimum, but if you know two teams decided they want him, they could have a bidding war. He could pitch for much more than that. I mean that's between the two teams. Sure. The team and the team and the player. So, you know, yeah, he could be a, a great bargain. But, you know, again, I think the timing says nothing's going to happen yet. And the next question is, if the Dodgers, who are a little thin on pitching right now anyway, couldn't wait to get rid of this guy, questions have to get asked and people need to be vetted. And that takes a while. So, you know, uh, even you know, allowing just, for the fact that baseball is as crass as it gets when it comes to women's issues, I think this is this is a guy who's going to get, you know, looked at to to the minutest degree and that takes a while because you know, the Dodgers can say, you know, what they want, the Reds will say what they want. You know, Trevor Bauer is a, he's kind of a hand grenade. And I think you got to find out if that's hand grenade is worth you holding it to find out if he blows your fingers off too. Oh, look, he, he's wearing the scarlet letter. There, there is no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, I could see why the Cincinnati Reds would want nothing more to do with him. I could see why the Dodgers, who, you know, you want to call it scene of the crime or the alleged crime, which, by the way, has been dismissed by any and all district attorney that has looked at it. Opening day, Ray. He, no, I mean, I'm not saying he's pitching on opening day. I think he's on a major league roster on opening day. I'd be surprised if he weren't. Uh, one other quick baseball note, because it's a football Friday and we got to get back there. Carlos Correa. And this is sort of an interesting story. The Mets are cooling off as well. They're very frustrated with the last two weeks of negotiations and are now considering walking away. It was reported that another team is now interested. And boy, I got to tell you, that felt an awful lot like it came from Scott Boris himself, floating it out there to his media allies. But apparently today, the incumbent twins um, are, are sort of reapproaching Carlos Correa because they were going to give him a, a 10-year $285 million deal. The New York Post reports that Carlos Correa's camp renewed contract talks uh, with at least another team interested uh, beyond the Mets uh, just yesterday as negotiations on proposed contract language changes 
and the agreed upon 315 million 12 year deal and a hiccup means that's probably not going to go down like that with the Mets should the Giants make one more freaking phone call I mean I know that they've sort of been spurned but there is you know a dollar amount that is going to make them maybe sound like a good option again no matter how many family members got ditched in a hotel room during a canceled press conference what if the Giants came back with five years, two hundred million to see if he bites? Um, I suppose they could, but I think that it was not just the medical that scared them off. I think Charlie Johnson said, "Nah, uh, it, you showed me a medical. I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't think I want to do it at any cost because they're a team that you know has shown that when it comes to you know getting the guy, they don't get the guy." The other thing that that makes me think they're not a factor is that Scott Boris gave them 12 hours to make up their minds. He's given the Mets nearly a month, which leads me to believe that they were using the Giants as a stalking horse all along. And if that's how he views the Giants, the Giants have to know that. You can't change the timeline. The fact he's sitting in the hotel room thinking he's about to get introduced and has an agreed-upon contract means that they weren't a stalking horse. They won. And it was the doctors who said, no, we, we, we just cannot make this investment. We can't sign off on this. And that's why they got their cold feet. The, Dodgers the Giants didn't, didn't no, the doctors can't say that. All they could say is, this is what we found. The Giants are the ones who have to make that decision. And they did make that decision. Right. So, but that's not, that's away. not Boris using them as a stalking horse. No, but... I. If he gave them only 12 hours to change their mind and he's given the Mets more than three weeks, that's a sign that he preferred to do business with the Mets. And I don't, I mean, maybe the Giants come back with it, but, you know, I don't know. know, Maybe maybe Correa is bothered by the fact that they flew his family out and then jilted him. There's a lot of ways that this can go south. And I don't know that Charlie Johnson is a guy who wants to spend that kind of money anyway. Because it wasn't Aaron Judge. Carlos Correa was a fallback position for them. And I think the fact that they walked away from it as easily as they did, and they did walk away easily because it didn't take them 12 hours to say, eh, we don't want to do this. That's an indication to me that they've, they've walked on Correa. I, would, I, I think Carlos Correa is running out of options here. I mean, that's the thing. He is not what he thought he was. When the Mets came a calling too. By the way, when the Mets came a calling, nobody else came a calling. That means you know we got a crazy baseball drunk, rich enough to do it owner, who's willing to sacrifice any and all. I wasn't going to make money this year uh, to, tr- to try to win his dad, who's about to die a World Series. They both grew up Mets fans. Like it, it, you know, the Minnesota Twins. Is that where he really wants to go back to? If he was that in love with Minnesota, he probably would have stayed there in the first place. Well, but it's no. not a question of being in love with him. It's a question of, this is my chance to get paid. And he thought he was going to get paid twice. Well, now he's not getting paid at all. Not yet. I mean, what if the twins do come back? You know, I mean. Well, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a, you know, what? what's the, you know, would you rather have a 10-year, $285 million contract or a 5-year, $200 million contract? And then, oh, by the way, everything that you were worried about me medically, nothing ever happened. I played 140 games a year throughout every year of that. And so I'm in line to sign another contract maybe five years from now 
for a price that it's going to be worth more than the $85 million that, you know, really isn't on the table from the Minnesota Twins in the first place. I mean, I just, I, it, if I'm Farhan, I'm back on the phone with Scott Boris today. He saying, might, he, I, again, he probably is. What I'm saying is, I don't know that Correa is that interested. And when I say I don't know, I mean I genuinely don't know. Right. Well, I do know he doesn't have nearly the bouquet of options because there wasn't a bouquet to begin with. There was a single stem rose that looked like the New York Mets. And it looks like if that rose goes away, you got nothing, bub. You know, the best way to negotiate is to have some leverage. He's got no leverage at that point. $200 million sounds a lot better than I'm not playing this year. Not well, that the Giants are, not that I know that the Giants are offering that even, but yeah, I, if, I, I think five years and forty million dollars a year is probably too rich for the Giants' blood. I don't think they're doing that with a guy who they're not even sure could play three years if their doctors were that adamant about his leg being bad. Hey, for three years, I'm willing to make a big risk. Thirteen years, well, get out of here. Well, I mean, that's you, insane. Uh, you and Charlie Johnson are two different guys. That's all I'm saying. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, yes, you're right. <laughs> Thank God. I, I I just think that they, you know, that Charlie Johnson stepped in at the end and said, I don't like this, we're not doing it. Hey, then go sign Trevor Bauer for $720,000. There's less of a chance of that. <laughs> Much less of a chance of that. Look at it this way. If you're willing to support Herschel Walker, why wouldn't you be willing to give, give, give at least get some pitching for your ridiculous investment? Um, I mean, true, because he's in Florida. He'd never have to deal with Bauer, but everybody else would have to. <laughs> That's why he pays them, too. Well, I don't think he's that adamant about having Trevor Bauer one way or the other. I think that's where that's where Farhan would have to decide. And Farhan, having worked with the Dodgers and still has friends there, would be pretty wired on why it went south in L.A. Anyway. Enough baseball on a football Friday. I want to get right back uh, to the... Baseball's fun. Uh, baseball is fun. And this is certainly insane conversations to be having. And we'll get back to the insanity uh, at some point in time next week when maybe we have a little bit more clarity on these issues. But when it comes to what the 49ers have in front of them, it's an incredible opportunity. It truly is. They could be the one seed. And when you look at how this season began, nobody could have thought that. Getting McCaffrey, Bosa, Purdy off the field as soon as you can sounds ideal. Who knows if they're going to be in position to do that or not because they got a lot to chase. The Eagles are hosting the Giants. Same time they're playing on Sunday. Same time the 49ers game is happening. Same time that the Cowboys are visiting uh, Tutty, <laughs> Commander Tutty. And, uh, and and this is this is going to be an unbelievably interesting weekend of football. Uh, if the Cowboys and the 49ers lose, the Eagles are the one seed. If the Eagles and the 49ers lose, the Cowboys are the one seed. If the 49ers beat the Cardinals and the Eagles lose, they are the one seed. That would just be just be remarkable when you really think about it. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he stepped up to the podium and was asked about what exactly happened in Las Vegas that allowed the Raiders to carve through your defense in a way that only the Kansas City Chiefs had carved through this defense this season. D'Amico Ryan says that when it comes to what went wrong, even though they didn't get to Stidham beyond pressures, it wasn't the defensive line that let him down. It wasn't the linebacking crew that really let him down. 
it was the back end of the defense. It was the secondary that needed to be better. D'Amico Ryans talking about getting some eye discipline back in his secondary. We have to play better in the back end just with our eyes. The eye discipline, it's uh, cost us some, some really big plays and plays that you know, we shouldn't give up. We're giving up just because of the discipline with the eyes and our guys understand that we have to get better there if we want to continue to play good defense. So when he was asked about, and for those of you who don't know what he's talking about when he's talking about eye discipline, here's what he had to say, what, what he means when he's talking about eye discipline. Eye discipline, it, it simply comes down to when you're in you know, whatever zone coverage, man coverage, you have a certain progression of keys and where your eyes should be. And where guys get caught a lot of times is guys are looking in the backfield at the action of the back or the quarterback when they don't need to. Right? And if, if you're doing that and you're not progressing and looking at the proper things, whether it's a route concept, whether you're passing a route concept off, whether there's a particular man who's coming within your zone, right, if your eyes should be in that area and they're not, it's going to be really hard to make plays. Guys in this league are too fast, they're too good for you to not look at the proper thing and then try to look late. And if you look late, it's, it's, too, it's too late, right? And guys will make you pay. It doesn't matter who you're playing against the guys in this league are too good they'll make you pay and D'Amico you know pretty much echoed one of the mantras of of Bill Belichick when it comes to looking to do too much this team is talented enough where you don't need to make a play for anyone else you just need to make the play that you need to make should it come your way in other words D'Amico told his players it's real simple fellas just do your job it's not your play to make every play. Everybody will make plays in our defense when everybody is playing with discipline, playing with the proper technique, playing with the proper eyes, eye discipline. If everybody is doing that, everybody, there's enough plays for everybody to go around. So when guys do get antsy and they try to do too much, they try to play hero ball, you try to make plays that you're not supposed to make, that's when you get gutted as a defense. So defensive football if you want to be sound you want to play great defense right you have to be disciplined at all three levels Ray do you think that there are good lessons out there for the 49ers to get more dress right dress based on the fact that that game did not go well or are they going to be haunted by it in a weird way because a map has been given if D'Amico saying that the mistakes were ours to correct maybe the correction of those mistakes means the next team that thinks that they got a plan isn't going to execute it nearly like Stidham and the Raiders did, who, let's be totally honest, they had an outstanding game plan that was, you know, maybe the biggest thing that screws up a, a defense's eye discipline is a running back who's crushing you. And Nick Bosa even told us Josh Jacobs was the best running back that they played against all year. But Ryan's isn't going to say, man, they, they figured us out. He's going to he's going to say this was this was our problem and we can correct it. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, we won't find out this coming week because Arizona doesn't have Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams or even Jared Stidham. I'd rather have Jared Stidham than David Blau. I mean the 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 Arizona the Arizona Cardinals are as threadbare and as bereft a team as this league has this year. So. If there, is, if there are teams that could do this, it would have to be teams that have a dynamic running back, like, say, Minnesota 
or Dallas and a team with a with a quarterback who can who can find targets and both the Eagles and Cowboys have that as well. Uh, Minnesota's got that too, but I don't know that I, you know, you know what? I mean, Minnesota could do this as well when I think about it. Dalvin Cook, you know, gives them the running attack. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football by a considerable margin. Uh, so all three of those teams could indeed do that. The one thing that makes me think that the Eagles are best apportioned to do that, though, is the fact that their offensive line might be the best in football. And that's the one thing that, you know, throws a monkey wrench at the 49ers because when you've got palpably the best offensive line in football playing arguably the best defense in football, who knows how that ends up. Um yeah, I, I mean, I think I think they could easily lose to all three of those teams, and they could easily be all three of those teams. But in terms of what D'Amico Ryan's was saying, you got to have the personnel as well as the scheme to do that. And for some reason that apparently has not been evident any at most other times this year, the Raiders had that, and yet the Raiders are distantly out of the playoffs yet again. So. It leads me to wonder, was this the 49ers not paying attention to detail? Or was this a really good schematic coach who's not a very good, you know, strategic coach or people coach in Josh McDaniels figured out how to do this in that Belichickian way that he can have? So, look, if the Niners win this weekend, it will be the first time since 1997. I mean, I'm in college in 1997. It will be the first time in 1997 that the 49ers have gone undefeated in their own division. And that's before, you know, the the divisions were even realigned. That's how long ago that was. So, really, it's an unbelievable opportunity that the 49ers have in front of them this weekend. And Brock Purdy, my God, if he throws two touchdown passes this weekend, he'll join Justin Herbert as the only rookie quarterback in NFL history to throw for two or more touchdowns in six straight weeks. By the way, Purdy said that one of the reasons why he is a good athlete is because he played more than just football when he was back in high school. It's amazing how many guys who've had success professionally, you know, were well-rounded, and he said he played an awful lot of baseball as a kid. I played middle infield growing up, and then towards the end, played third base, and I pitched. But the arm angles, the the, the having a base as a thrower, all that kind of stuff definitely, I feel like, helped me to be where I'm at now, especially with, like, quick game and throwing around defensive ends and stuff like that. So that's definitely a credit to baseball. How about that? Give him credit to baseball for maybe some of the success that he's enjoying here. Ray, as a writer, did did you need to master other writing disciplines? Like, were you working not just on sports columns, but haikus when you were a kid, and that's why you were a good writer? No. Um, I just did what I did. I am not. I am. Ne- I don't believe I've ever written any poetry of any kind. Or I would love to read it if you have. Well, <laughs> it'd probably be the most depressing. Poetry. Who's the poet? Who's who's the who's the woman who put her head in the oven? And that was that. I don't know, but there's a there's a a romance writer who who uh, two years ago uh, had word put out that she'd committed suicide, who just recently resurfaced, and like her readers 
are outraged because they, you know, they invested emotion in this, and now they found out that they were part of a scam. So there's it's that. A good, it's a good way to get the critics off your back, right? Well, for a while, now they're killing her. Uh Anyway, look, uh, somebody here on the 510 says, you know, typical Damon, he, he criticizes the Giants for bailing out on Correa. Then we found out that they had good reason. That's unprofessional, Damon. Oh, look, I've I've issued a mea culpa on this. You need to listen to the show more often to be a better informed listener. Um, you know, and, and there is no doubt that the way that the Giants saw the Correa deal as it fell apart in real time, and as mum as they were on why it fell apart like that in real time, did them no favors, and they do, how about this? The Giants have improved their position, Ray, from looking like totally incompetent to just bad. But the Giants still look bad. Because again, the topic was never supposed to even be Carlos, Sylvia Plath, thank you very much, text line, appreciate that. Um, there is, there, this was supposed to be Aaron Judge at any and all costs, any and all price. That's it. Aaron Judge, he's from here. He wants to be here. He just met Rich Aurelia. Don't worry about it. He's coming. They failed titanically in this offseason where they needed to sign a name. They needed a marquee player, and they fell short again in a year where they were basically saying, this is the, not the year where we're going to fall short again. So, you know, I, 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 can, I, can, I can praise Farhan and company to say you've been improved from looking negligent in your duties to just looking bad in your duties. And Farhan does look bad in his duties. I mean, how much longer do you need to develop anyone from your minor leagues? Another year, apparently, is definitely the answer. When will this team be able to sign anybody on a free agent market for anything more than a three-year deal? Tommy Lastella's three-year deal is the biggest contract Farhan's been able to hand out to anyone. I mean, let's say Michael Conforto actually shows up and has a monster year. The minute he gets 350 at-bats, the minute he has that year that is a monster year, he's right on the market again because he's got a get-me-the-hell-out-of-here player option to exercise. So... Just just calm down on the Damon, you're unprofessional. You know what's unprofessional? Going from 107 wins to looking like this. Like, that's a little unprofessional, too. And I'll also be the first to tell you that the Giants are probably going to win 85, 90 games next year. I'm, I'm not as down on the Giants in the offseason that they actually had as everyone else is. I, I think they're going to be good on the margins. And they're going to kind of figure it out with a slightly improved bullpen. Uh, if Manaya or Stripling shows up and has a decent year, if Logan Webb really, you know, looks like the man, you know, that who knows? Who knows? Maybe Sean Jelly shows up. Maybe the kid Kyle Harrison shows up and looks, you know, gangbusters. Maybe they catch lightning. Weird things do happen in baseball. But I'll say this, like, is there even going to be a Michael Conforto press conference? Is there even going to be one? Are they that proud of that signing where they're going to officially, like, have they introduced Stripling or Manaya? Have they, have they had a press conference introducing a player yet? I don't know if they have. 
Sean Maniah had a Zoom. Uh, oh, Sean Maniah had a Zoom sure. meeting. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a Zoom meeting this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a Zoom meeting right now, as a matter of fact. So uh, not really that impressed by that. And I, I just, look, may, maybe Michael Conforto's a fantastic story, and we're all in love with him by the All-Star break, and what a great player who, you know, out of sight, out of mind due to injury, totally gets it back. Maybe Michael Conforto's freaking awesome. All-star Michael Conforto. But as of today, Ray, as of today, like, is there a single Bay Area media member that would even be able to identify the imposter if we sent an imposter to the Michael Conforto introductory press conference? Like, we snuck up a guy who just looked like he was in shape enough to look like a, a professional athlete, a major leaguer. And we just took a guy named Zach and we pushed him forward and said, Zach, go pretend you're Michael Conforto. Like, as long as Susan Slesser is still vacationing over in London, which Bay Area writer would be the first to be like, that's not Michael Conforto? I don't think there would be one. No one even knows what Michael, if you would hit Michael Conforto with your car and Ross Stripling on the way home today, you'd have no idea who you just got into an accident with until you started checking IDs and insurance. Well, Baggerly would know right away. Baggerly might know. And, I th- and, I, and without being judgmental i think some of the younger people who are covering the team now would know because they they pay attention the way i did when i was that age so yeah i don't think they could pull off you know dressing up the night janitor and saying here go play michael conforto for an hour um it would have been night janitor was yoked in 23 you know maybe you're you're, but your point is well taken that he, he you know he didn't play at all last year um after a year in which he wasn't very good I mean, his last good year really was 20. Um, so he's a bit of a gamble. Stripling, you know, I think people know Stripling. He had a good year last year. I mean, people in certainly Toronto, know him. Ray, no one watches Blue Jays games in the Bay Area. People who pay attention to baseball know this stuff. You know, well, I'm not talking about the casual fan. We're not asking the casual fan to identify Michael Conforto. You know, the, the fact is you can look up Ross Stripling without even seeing his face, see the year he had last year and go, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, you can't you can't say they're all anonymous and nobody knows who they are and then not say, oh, they had they had a decent offseason because they did have a decent offseason. What they had promised, though, was a big offseason. And that's that's the thing they haven't delivered. And if you talk it and you don't walk it. In the offseason, that's held against you. If you if all they had to say was, we're going to be in on everybody we need to be in on, including Aaron Judge, I mean, technically they were in on him. You know, they were a very distant second because it was clear that he was being, you know, they were being used for leverage. But they can argue that they at least got to the table and put down an offer. I guess technically that's being in on a guy. So... You know, their biggest mistake was that they they said they were going to get stuff done and they weren't going to get outbid. And the fact is, the guy that they weren't outbid on is a guy that they later turned their back on. So, what are you going to do? I mean, at some point, you have to you have to own your words, and that's where they got into trouble. They talked it and they didn't walk it again.
Well, one of the best things to do to tamp down expectations is to officially set none <laughs> with your words. And that's what Andre Iguodala has basically done all year long. He's told everyone, don't ask me about my return. Hey, Steve Kerr, don't even tell anybody about the, 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 the premise of me returning anytime. No timeline is the timeline that I prefer to be public right now until... Andre Iguodala and Evan Turner on the Point Forward podcast announced this today. We got 24 hours to step on the court, man. Yeah, it's a go. You know, officially announced it on Point Forward. Hope the fan base is uh, excited. I'm a little nervous, but actually I'm also excited. You know, I try to play cool and calm and collected all the time, but excited to get there on the court. It's finally happened. Uh, a lot of folks been asking. Patience is a virtue. And now we're here. Well, patience was a virtue that the 49, or excuse me, the Golden State Warriors really couldn't afford that much more of. And as we were talking to Anthony Slater, uh, you know, earlier in the show today, the much bigger story is that Andrew Wiggins looks like he's playing tomorrow. And that is going to make life a lot easier on the uh, on 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 the Warriors for sure. But Andre Iguodala now all of a sudden they got a little bit more depth. I mean, think about it, Ray. You know, Steph is supposed to be back what next Friday, maybe. Uh, that is Steph. That's Poole. That's Clay. That's Wiggins. It's Looney and Draymond. You got Divincenzo. Kaminga's getting healthy. Hopefully again soon enough. Anthony Lamb. You got Grandpa Iguodala, who's officially throwing down. You know the walker taking the tennis balls off the walker and he's ready to play again that's a pretty good 10-man rotation right there yeah it'll take a couple of games to adjust to the new circumstances uh that includes kerr as well as um you know as well as the players themselves but you know that puts them back in a position where they can start to do some things rather than doing them out of desperation and that's the, probably the biggest thing they've got going for them is they finally have useful depth in a year where they've had essentially none. And I think it, it's shown in the way they've played because above and beyond the fact that they haven't defended very well up until recently, the other big problem was that their second unit was terrible and their first unit was really good. Now they might be able to actually blend the guys and have some flexibility within their rotation so that they can change them from time to time. They've been pretty one-dimensional so far. And, you know, when they, if they get everybody back in time for this upcoming road trip, which starts, I think, next Friday, um, that's when, you know, that's when the rubber meets the road because they're at Boston, at Cleveland. Then they're home against Brooklyn and Memphis. Then they're back on the road again. They'll see Denver, Dallas, you know, that's a, that's a fairly tough gauntlet. They don't don't face them all in a row, but they face them in a in a close enough proximity that their season can be defined by the next two and a half weeks. I would like to apologize for my screaming children who have obviously arrived home. And for whatever reason, my wife thinks having my screaming children in the stairwell that I share a wall with is a really good idea while I'm broadcasting from home today. I so. think they made more sense than you did at most cases today. Oh, I don't know. This is a pretty damn good show on a Friday afternoon. Most people mail it in, but not me. Yeah, but I like your kids. I think they really de delivered some points. There you find you're you're finally a pro Bruce someone. Uh, that's good. That's no, good I mean I'm just saying that in that moment, your kid screaming was an outstanding 
That was an outstanding bit of show. Certainly better than anything I've done. <laughs> well, at least they're emotionally invested. Where you just, you know, no, no emotional investment in anything. Even None. your own program. None. No, I'll be honest with you. The only thing I'm emotionally invested in is a ferry home. It's, and only if the bar is open. I was about to say, are the ferries are running again? Yeah, they, they. I think they were closed Wednesday because of the weather, and they might have been closed yesterday. I didn't try those. But well, today, good, huh? the boat is back. The boat is back. If you see Ray on the boat, go up and rub his tummy. It's officially good luck. Uh, if that happens, there will be two drownings. The person who does it and the person who recommended it. No, no, no. We no. need the, we need the ferry to have the bar open tonight because they don't have it on open on every night. And if they don't, I'm going to be very unhappy. Somebody said, "Are the Warriors cutting an injured Green? What do you what do you mean, like Jamichael Green? No, they're they're not going to cut him. There's no reason to cut him. They don't him have right to cut now. anybody. Yeah, they don't. They're yeah. not they're not pulling people in off the street. No, they're not cutting anybody. Um, one of the questions is, you know, what does Bob Myers' future officially look like? And that's something that today, uh, Tim Kawakami on his TK Show podcast uh, talked about Joe Lacob and, and Bob Myers. And if there was any sort of rumor out there that the Warriors had not put an offer on the table to Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, he, he put that thing out like a cigarette right here and he did so tersely. All I will say is that it is not accurate that he has not that he has you know somehow not been offered anything. There have been two offers at this point. Um, I'm trying. Have you ever known me not to be aggressive? No. So that is crazy to sit here and say. And I'm sorry. I have to say that I'm not trying to violate any negotiation. I hope Bob doesn't get upset or or his agent. But I just want to clarify that it's not fair to put me and us in a situation by someone put something out there that, and I don't know who, that he hasn't been offered anything. That's just not true. So he's got to make a decision, you know, what he wants to do with his life, what's the appropriate compensation. He feels it's fair, we feel it's fair. Um, and it's really just a negotiation. To be honest with you, I fully expect Bob uh, will be back. And um, he's a great negotiator. Mm -hmm. There you <laughs> what go. What do you want him to do? He's supposed yeah. to do this. Yeah. So, you know, I, I we love Bob, we want him back. You know, look, that's the right sentence to end on. We love Bob. We want him back. We think he is going to be back. But this is up to Bob. I mean, it really is. I mean, if he's got a, a contract in front of him, he's either looking at it and thinking that's not good enough for me. And I don't think Bob is, is you know, a, I, don't, I don't think money is his main motivation. I really don't. First of all, he's made buckets of it since he has risen to power with the Golden State Warriors. So if Bob never made another dollar again... I'm sure the mortgage is paid and everything's fine. Um, having said all that, you know, we've always applied Bill Walsh's it's better to say goodbye a year too early than a year too late. And we've always thought about that as a general manager evaluating a player. Maybe that's the way this incredibly smart general manager is even evaluating his own career. You know, how much more can he do with the Golden State Warriors? Because anything less than one more title means you didn't get it done. He'll get no credit for a Western Conference Finals appearance, an NBA Finals loss would land like a lead balloon. You know, that, it, it, I wonder if Bob isn't thinking it can't get much better than this. So maybe it is time. It is time to either take a year or two off and then come back 
as the single greatest executive option that any team could possibly make. Uh, you know, Bob, Bob is smart like that. He really is. And I think he's, you know, he understands the media very, very well. And not getting caught holding the bag of the Warriors aren't the Warriors anymore on my watch might mean more to him than wringing out the last dollar he possibly can from a team that he knows he he can't win that much more with. I don't know. Or or maybe it's even like, you know, th- this team's finances are so so determined already that I I I can't do the the stuff that normal GMs do anymore. I don't I don't know. I it, to me it is fascinating that someone as successful as Bob Myers is contractually a lame duck at any point in time. Um First of all, Bob Myers used to be an agent, so he knows what his value is, and he knows it because he knows the the dollar figures that are paid to every other general manager, including Masai Ujiri, who we talked about earlier, of the Toronto Raptors, who's making fifteen million a year. Um, so I think this is mostly about money. It might also be about power. He might want a little piece of equity out of this because. His sweat equity has helped get that building built. You know, he, he brought in a lot of guys that got a lot of rings for a lot of people. So I think this is mostly about compensation. And the idea that somehow he is asking for so much that Joe Lacob cannot possibly countenance that, that's, that's shame on Lacob because... General managers don't age the same way players do. You know, Bob Myers is still going to be every bit as smart in five years as he is right now. And frankly, Stephen Curry's got still more miles on him, so he can he could he could thrive with him. And if they have the building blocks for the future, like they say they do, with Poole and Kaminga, you know, and they've still got a relatively young uh, Andrew Wiggins. Um, I see no reason why he's going to look elsewhere unless Joe Lacob is trying for the first time in his career to start squeezing quarters out of dimes. I mean, I, I think this is Joe Lacob hasn't met the price yet. And I think it's incumbent on Myers to, to meet that or on, incumbent on Lacob to meet that price because he's not going to get a general manager in the market, a better general manager in the market, not in-house, not out of house. Because Bob Myers is the platinum standard, and there's no reason why he won't continue to be. Because I think this window is not yet closed. By the way, that famous Bill Walsh quote, better a year too early than a year too late, was actually echoed by Lacob in this Tim Kawakami podcast about Steph, Clay, and Dre. Whether we like to hear this or not, players do get older and their skills erode. And the question is trying to time all that. We would like them to retire, all three of them, as warriors. I really would like that. We would like that. And I think they would like that. And we're going to try to do that if it makes sense. But unfortunately, if you look through the history of you know, professional sports, NBA, let's look at NBA in particular, it usually doesn't end that way. Players want to hang on sometimes a little longer than, than, they, than they can or should. Um, organizations sometimes want to hang on to a dream longer 
So you're trying to put all that in perspective and try to balance it all. Bill Walsh, I think I've quoted him before, once said uh, better play, trade a player a year too early than a year too late. I mean, I'm not saying we're thinking like that necessarily, but it was a, it's, it's really an important statement. You don't want to go through a decade of being bad either for our fans, right? So it's a very difficult calculus. I want to keep those guys here. I, I want them to be here. And in, as long as they're playing at a very high level, you can rest assured they will be here. Fascinating stuff. And at the same time, in a fascinating season for the Warriors where they look like at times defending champs at home and total chumps on the road, the way that this goes, who knows? Who really knows? It looks like things are about to get better. It looks like a little health, a little defense, and a little success on the road is is around the corner for the Golden State Warriors, but then they lose at home to the Pistons, you know? You're not going to want to lose to the Orlando Magic, especially when you're getting Wiggins and Iguodala back tomorrow night. But uh, as fascinating a season as we've been served up by the Warriors, all I can tell you is it's officially time to start thinking like enjoy it while you can because this, as it is currently built, is not going to be around too much longer. Neither will we. We've got one more segment, and in it, Ray, the single most dramatic Fade the Public Friday that we've offered at any point in time this year. So stick around. That's what we've got coming up here. It's Damon and Rado on 95.7 The Game. The merch store is live. It's open. Go check out the Defensive Player of the Year hoodies. we got show merch, the relevant T-shirt. It's a good one. It's all available to you at 957thegameshop.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. The Road to Glendale brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. The team from San Francisco would like to make it to Glendale. Beating the team from Glendale. And then having a few other things fall into place this weekend would be a really, really good idea. Uh, by the way, it's a good weekend to be really manning that clicker because there's a lot of games that matter in this weekend. And again, for anyone who wants to figure out what the hell's going on in the AFC, you can open up your own PowerPoint presentation to explain it to you. There's too many moving parts for us to bother trying to explain on the radio. I've heard so many hosts do it today and almost all have failed. There's so much to explain that if you're really that interested and you root for an AFC team, you can go figure that one out for yourself. Ray, we're not going to work hard for the audience because it's an AFC story. And we're, we're, we're going to work for NFC hard for team. the audience no matter what. No, well, I will. Okay, I, you're, you're a hero. I am a hero. Um, so that is what's going on there. I'll tell you that coming up next here, uh, brought to you by Fremont Bank, it is the best of the game, a full hour from 95.7 The Game. And the content that is coming up next includes the morning roast conversation with Brock Purdy's father, which I did hear this morning. Um, not this morning, but yesterday morning when it actually happened. It's a great interview with a really likable guy from a hell of a family. And... Um, also, the interview that you and Whitey had yesterday with Steve Kerr when I was out. Um, and so that is coming up next here uh, on 95.7 The Game. We were hearing from Joe Laca before we went to break. He was talking about his big three, saying that saying goodbye a year too early is better than saying goodbye a year too late. Not that we're saying that, you know, our, we're going to be saying goodbye to any of our core three. As a matter of fact, for those of you who might have been scared by what you heard from Laca, here he is basically saying... We want these guys to be here as long as they can. But boy, if they could help us with some of these cost pro prohibitive contracts going forward, that would be a real good step. You know, I would love, obviously, for the, some of them to sacrifice a little bit or what they perceive to be as a sacrifice to, to stay and to help our organization maintain a great roster. You always hope for that. It usually doesn't happen. Um, and I can't blame them because, you know, they have limited lifespans as players and they want to make as much money as they, they can. So... It's tough, and uh, Draymond and Clay. Well, first of all, they're both under contract for next year. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. We'll have to wait and see how this season ends, and then we'll decide, and they'll decide. In Draymond's case, he gets to decide. He has the power. He gets to opt in or opt out and do what he wants. I'd love to for him to stay. That may be staying as under his existing contract. That may mean he opts out and renegotiates something, a new deal that is that works for everyone. Or it may mean that he gets offered some huge amount of money and we could sit here and be saying, man, how can we do that? And we'd have to make a decision. And that would involve other people's careers. <laughs> so it's complicated. And I think you all, you know that, and everyone knows that. You know, unfortunately, I'm sitting in the hot seat along with Bob Myers. By the way, that is 
one concept on Draymond Green that I really hadn't thought of. I mean, to me, him opting out means I'm in another uniform just in my own mind's eye. But yeah, I guess there is a possibility that he opts out of a final year to renegotiate a multiple-year deal, right, with the Golden State Warriors. That could happen. Uh, So interesting times indeed for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Anything, Ray, sound ominous at all in any of that from, from Joe? No, he equivocated on everything. You know, I could do this, but I don't want to do that. But maybe I have to, but maybe I don't. He didn't commit because he doesn't have to commit. It's not time for him to commit anything yet. Um, I think it's more interesting to me about the Meyer stuff because there's no time crunch about, gee, is he going to lose it? Do we have to get rid of him a year before or a year after his peak? I mean, his peak is now, and it can be a peak for another 10 years. So I think that's the one that should be the easiest to do other than Curry's because Curry's not taken any kind of 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 shave and he doesn't deserve to. He's delivered more than anybody could have possibly hoped. And frankly, if Lakob even asked him for a dollar back just to get coffee, he should be ashamed. <laughs> uh, the other two guys are, you know, they're they're you know they're open questions. Though I think there's an emotional attachment to Clay Thompson that. We we should not have we should not underestimate when it comes to how his next contract's going to go. I think, look, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but the next Clay Thompson, or at least someone who could theoretically produce offensively like Clay Thompson, is already on the roster. Like, there's another really good shooting guard already on this roster. There's no one who really duplicates what Draymond Green gives this team. I almost think in a crazy way, and I know we weren't talking like this at the beginning of the year at all, but he might even be harder to replace in the aggregate than a guy as beloved as Clay. And I'm not trying to diminish what Clay is doing or has done in any way, shape, or form. There's there's tough choices coming down the road with an aging process that is unrelenting. There's no doubt, and it's going to be fascinating to watch it all go down. Somebody here from the 510 on the Xfinity Mobile text line says, when we're talking about potential replacements for you know for, for Bob Myers, what do you think about Travis Schlenk looming? Well, Schlenk kind of got one of those promotion demotions in Atlanta? You know what I mean? No, it, wasn't right? a, like, it wasn't a demotion. He wanted this because he doesn't want to be the guy who has to meet with the press every two weeks. He he installed Landry Fields as his general manager and said, you handle the day-to-day. I'm going to do the big thinking. So for him, it was a promotion that was indeed a promotion because he got out of the way of the day-to-day stuff he didn't want to do anymore. Well, I think because the day-to-day stuff is where he was getting a level of blowback that he's never really experienced with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, the, the Hawks are a little bit of a mess, if you haven't noticed. Oh, no, they, they definitely are. All I'm saying is he was the one who chose this, so he's not demoting himself. I think this is what he wanted, and he got what he wanted because I think he still got carte blanche with the ownership, uh, including Tony Ressler, who's the main owner. All I can say about Travis Schlenk maybe being a replacement for Bob Myers, if Bob Myers indeed needed to be replaced, it's not crazy. I mean, he's he's got you know a full-on working knowledge of this franchise, how it works, how the media environment around this franchise works. Um, maybe when we talk today to Anthony Slater, 
you know, I asked him if Bob really were to exit, is it just going to automatically be Kirk Lakeup? And he said, no, he thinks Kirk Lakeup is going to be the owner in waiting, not the next GM in waiting. Uh, if you missed any of any conversation we had with Anthony Slater, you can go ahead and you can find all that on the Odyssey app. And thanks to Anthony Slater and Brian Baldinger for joining us today. Ray, it's officially time to fade the public. I mean, I'm talking about a 7-4 and four documented winning percentage, which is one of the best winning percentages you'd get in any gambling uh, tout service anywhere. Uh, we have a history... In this segment, we don't pick the game. The game picks up based on public action. And we got the most amount of public money that we have seen all year on a particular game. 99% of the money on Rams-Seahawks this weekend is on the Rams plus six. The highest percentage we've seen. So, Ray, our official position in a game that only a mother could love. We're taking the Seahawks minus six at home, baby. That seems like an eminently decent bet because the Rams, frankly, with the with the players they're trotting out right now, they should be plus nine or ten, and they would be under normal circumstances. So, yeah, I I feel confident with with Seattle. Again, if you see Ray on the ferry, rub his belly. Shut tell up. Him, tell him you love him. Sports Thank- don't build character. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was a pleasure. Thanks to John and thanks to Grandy back in the studio. Lucas, we hope you're feeling better. In the meantime, for Ray, that big teddy bear, I'm Damon, reminding you that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.